we 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 got sent uh some really weird stuff once something that i almost thought was a joke like (laughs) it was like some weird like just moaning over like speed metal like literal moaning over like speed metal i was like this can't be real um hellbent's primitive hits Welcome back, Bannock folks. You're listening to another episode of Bannockdotes, the podcast that holds it down for the underground sound here in Ontario, Canada. We bring people from the music industry, such as musicians themselves, promoters, photographers, anyone involved, and have them tell some of the wildest stories they have from being around those bands, whether it's that wild party lifestyle Maybe something funny a band member said that just stuck. Um, Or sometimes a funny border crossing story. And we also feature all sorts of really rad music throughout the entire episode. From genres such as punk, hardcore, metal, shoegaze, alternative. Anything that's not being played on the radio waves. Something that you might not have heard of. And uh, that's why we're here. And I'm your host, Phil Paxton. Thank you for joining me today. We got a good one for you. Um, just like last week, not doing any show announcements. Uh, you know, things are kind of messed up right now. Um, when shows kind of get back into the swing of things, we'll start doing more show plugs and all that fun jazz. But don't for if while I got you here, don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review in whatever podcast app you're listening in. You know, give us a comment. Give us a five-star rating, all that fun jazz. Uh, follow us on our Instagram at Banecdotes. That's B-A-N-D-E-C-D-O-T-E-S. For the people who don't know how to spell a word that doesn't exist. Um, yeah, check us out there. We get all our sorts of info, all updates. That's really what I'm mainly posting to. We got a Facebook, too. You can like us there. Um, yeah, and if you're a musician yourself and you want to be featured on this show... Hit me up directly. I'm pretty easy to get a hold of. But you can email me at banecdotes at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, we can feature you on the show. We can sit down and talk. Uh, we also do these throwback Thursday episodes where if you're an old band from Ontario, you know, I dig up the graves of these old bands and then uh, we feature them. Uh, and it's a great time. We get all nostalgic. Uh, really good time. So if you if you played in an old band uh, and some of those demos never made it to the internet, whether it's that Spotify or YouTube, just never made it, hit me up. I'd love to feature old bands. The 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 dirtier, the raw, the the better. Because like you know, nobody was. We didn't have the kind of technology as we did kind of twenty years ago, where you know homebrew studios are. Becoming more of a more thing. And uh, I remember being in a band back then. And, you know, you you had to spend a lot of money if you wanted to make your recording sound good. And uh, guess what? As kids, we didn't have money. (laughs) So we ended up with trash recordings. And uh, that's how the world works. (laughs) All right. My guess this week is none other than Dalton Cooger. Now, you probably know Dalton. He's one of the hosts of the podcast, Not Just a Phase, with our pal Rob Reed. Shout out to Not Just a Phase. Phase? Oh my God, I even got their plug around. Not Just a Phase? You get it. (laughs) 
Um, and we had such a good conversation. Uh, I didn't really even prepare him any questions. I just, him and I are, are pals. So it was really easy for us to just kind of kick it and chill and uh, have a really good time. And we did have a really good time. We get in some wacky things. Um, he's not just a host, though. He's a drummer in a band called I Bury Your Flowers, which he wasn't so upfront about whether they are active at all or not. <laughs> but it sounds like... Uh, Things are moving under the surface, and, uh, and who knows? Maybe we'll hear something um, this year about I Buried Your Flowers. But he played in that band, and he also played in Monologues. Um, I Buried Your Flowers is more of his his project at the moment, but like I said, he's a host of a podcast. He's spinning plenty of plates, and uh, the fact that we got to sit down and talk was just such a great time. Um, yeah, such a good time. All right, let's get the show started off with I Buried Your Flowers and their song, A Bird in the Bush Usually Has a Friend in There With Him. Hey, Dalton, how's it going? Good, man. Good. How's it going with you? Good, good, good. How's your day been so far? Well, I woke up 30 minutes ago and I've made coffee and I'm here uh, on the internet with you. That's right. You're in BC right now. So you're in the past. I am in the past. I'm in the future. You are. You are the Christmas future. It's not, it's not so bright here. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) So I think the last time I saw you in person was when you actually came down and visited for a bit and we grabbed a beer. Yeah. 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 We got the beer and then I think we saw Matt as well. I'm sure we did. Yeah. I'm I'm sure uh, got some good hangs in. Uh, So uh, by now I've let the listeners know what you do, uh, but tell us in your words uh, what you do for the music community and what bands you've played in. Yeah. Uh, So my, uh, my current works, my current projects, I work on a, I work on, I'm part of a uh, podcast uh, called Not Just a Phase. Uh, we are an interview podcast, quite similar to yours, in fact. Uh, we focus predominantly on emo and screamo. Uh, we've definitely dabbled with hardcore and shoegaze and other adjacent genres, um, but it's good. We've uh, gotten a lot of cool opportunities through that, and it's nice getting to catch up with old friends uh and making new friends on there uh kind of talk to bands that i've listened to for a long time is also a really cool experience um so yeah i work on that um with uh three other guys um rob who you and i both know 
um, with a guy named Sammy who lives out in Arizona, United States, and uh, Fernando who actually lives in Chile. Don't know what town he lives in or city, um, but Chile is the answer I got. Um, and uh, they all make really cool music as well, with uh, the exception of Rob. Uh, I don't think he's working on any. He doesn't. He doesn't make cool music. He doesn't make cool music at all. No, <laughs> makes music. It's just not cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that I have played in a couple bands in the past. I, my first band um, that actually played shows was a band called Monologues. Uh, I think that's around the time that I would have met you was when I was in that band. Uh, and then I uh, toured with a hardcore band uh, called Head Rush for a short time. Uh, and I played in a band called I Buried Your Flowers. That was the final project that I had been a part of. Yeah, that's awesome. And for the past year, have you been busy doing stuff with I Buried Your Flowers? No comment. Um, no comment no comment okay uh we send each other ideas um which has come up a bit more as of late but that's where that's where we're at cool that that's great that's uh that's exciting to hear hopefully we'll get to hear something new from you folks uh because i don't think i actually ever caught i buried your fires uh live how often did you guys play we didn't play a lot of like actual I can't say actual shows we didn't play a lot of like venue shows we played a lot of house shows a lot of basements a lot of uh backyards and stuff like that um a lot of weddings we did play a lot <laughs> more than know. one wedding we didn't play any weddings that would have been the most depressing uh marriage <laughs> um no uh yeah we, we we didn't play too too much we had a lot of scheduling issues um a lot of lineup changes um so we mostly enjoyed the writing and recording process of being a band like i I personally love shows especially when they're house shows i always look back at any show that i've ever done the best ones always were the ones that were in someone's basement um and uh yeah so i don't know we didn't play a lot at the time so why do you think that uh, the house shows were some of the best shows you've ever played? I feel like they're, everyone kind of, everyone knows each other to the most part. Uh, so the, I feel like at a, at a venue show, you know, there, there, there is oftentimes everyone feels a little bit more like they have to put themselves on, like they have to have their ego, their, their show face on. They have to act a little tougher. Gotta look cool. And then like, I'm guilty of that too. I've definitely gone to shows where I'm like just standing there like, at the back you know <laughs> definitely guilty of that but uh at house shows everyone's just having a really good time uh, there's no divide between the band and the uh people like the 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 show goers uh and um i mean a lot of times people are also drinking a lot more <laughs> there is definitely like that definitely does play into a fact like not saying that like not in the sense that you have to drink and have fun but a lot more people are drinking more than they are in normal shows. So they are, their inhibitions are lost. So they're definitely feeling like that face is uh, that mask is kind of down. Yeah. And like, like what you were saying is like, there's like not 
a gr- there's literally not a green room unless somebody has a green room in the house, like yeah. an actual green bedroom. But, <laughs> but, um, yeah. but other than that, like you actually get to kind of get to know the band a little bit more. It is more of a house party setting. There are yeah. like pros and cons to it. The thing that I don't necessarily like the most about house shows is nece- uh, like how they end up sounding. But like <laughs> at, at the end of the day, the experience is so immersive that like it, it kind of just plays like it kind of adds to it. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I well, two points is really funny uh, that you say the sound, because I remember the first house show I played was the, I think the first house show I played was with um, monologues and my God, that was like, we got through one song and a half and we had to cut it um, because uh, Wilshire who played guitar in the band. He, um, he set up this uh house show with like people he knew in hamilton and we get there oh shit is the rat coming are the rats coming or someone's shoveling snow we just got dumped with like 40 <laughs> centimeters i can't, I can't tell what um uh, sorry, sorry for the listeners in case they were wondering dalton warned me before we got started on the interview that there might be a surprise rat in the room that just may show up throughout the podcast um and he oh, also not a pet rat, not a pet rat. I wish yeah, a, a wild one, a <laughs> lot less nerve wracking. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, so we go to play this show and uh, the first, the band that's ahead of us, they're like, I think they were like, I mean, I was, I was in, I was in high school at the time, but I think they were a high school band too. And they asked to use our PA and it was like a fairly new PA that we bought too. And they played for three and a half hours and they were like kind of grunge. They mostly did covers, but they I couldn't tell if they were playing originals at a certain point. And when we they blew out our brand new speakers, <laughs> did not replace them. We and our vocalist, um, they had to scream over us and like a song and a half in. We're like, no one was down there, by the way. Everyone left the room when the that band end, ended and went out in the swim went out swimming in the pool. Yeah, because after three hours of music, you're like, I definitely need a shower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With about 20 to 30 other people. Man, but, the balls you got to have on to just like play for that long, like even an hour is long and like, like, oh, come yeah. on. <laughs> well, that's why that's why I loved about I Bury Your Flowers was we played for like 10, 15 minutes. We would come on, not say a word between any songs and just get off and it was awesome 15 minutes and that was it yeah i i like those quick sets hellbent as uh like like our new record that's coming out uh it's like eight songs in 11 minutes like it's (laughs) so uh yeah our set is about maybe 15 20 minutes like 20 minutes is pushing it that's if i'm talking in between sets and saying some goofy stuff yeah exactly (laughs) honestly 15 to 20 minutes of music especially at like the level that my band was in is like fucking just come in get your shit done get out and like that's just it's like i just remember someone came up uh someone that i respect uh, in the scene came up and was like that's the most like power move shit i've seen someone do is walk on not say a word play for 10 15 minutes walk off that's <laughs> like, cool yes. shit. yeah yeah, oh, yeah. power validation <laughs> <laughs> um so let, let's actually talk about monologues for a bit so like i met you when you were in monologues but uh, I, I think I only saw you folks once. Uh, was Monologues your very first band? Not my very first, but the first that like, was it the first I played a show? It wasn't my first show. 
but like it was the first i played real shows sure yeah yeah not like somebody's like uh battle of the bands or something right right which monologues did play a battle of the bands yeah Uh, man we got fully disqualified because uh people were moshing (laughs) we were spinning on stage at our high school that's funny um yeah when 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 i was in high school we definitely my my i i was in a band called despite this flesh and we were i'll be entirely honest with you we were super obsessed with that uh uh count your blessings record by bringing the horizon like oh, yeah. obsessed with it the guy that we had playing guitar he unfortunately had passed away since um shout out to brody williamson and our vocalist uh, uh joey uh silva those guys were obsessed with that band and and uh, and the, the guitarist brody he would do those like fucking wacky riffs that happened in that record that yeah. like the fucking and it was a lot of fun and we did we did do a battle of the bands and yeah we didn't get disqualified but it was more so like nobody knew what the fuck we were doing like we yeah. like followed like a led zeppelin cover band and like yeah and someone played green day after us. Like no one knew we only played originals. And like, I remember the judges being like, were those covers? What was going on? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's funny how they can say, so yeah. Monologues was, was like one of the first serious bands. Yeah. Well, it's just funny talking about battle of bands because um, when we played, had the same deal where we followed, like we were pretty much following like Zeppelin cover bands um, and all that. Like there's, like some were playing originals, but we like, I think out of all the bands, we were the only ones that actually like put in the, that kind of work. Like, I guess I can't say that kind of work, but like would have been part of that kind of tour, like circuit of like actually playing shows all the time and going to different cities rather than the odd, like uh, say like street fest. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, the, one of the judges, uh, I always, I actually always forget about this, but it's actually probably one of the biggest flexes I have is the one of the judges was a drummer for Santana and really? yeah and he rated me the best drummer <laughs> nice nice well there you go there you go yeah. uh yeah but uh yo yeah monologues was uh my first serious band uh first band that I properly recorded anything with um and also improperly recorded anything with um yeah yeah how long did, was uh, monologues the band for uh i was in high school so 20 like 13 or 14 i'd say i think 2014 until 2015 or 16 like i think i had already graduated high school when we ended i think we had a weird end uh because we we constantly constantly recorded stuff but it never ended up sounding like we recorded it. And then by the time we put it out, we sounded different. Um, and by the time we actually had songs, we consistently played and recorded and we're ready to put it out. We we're going to do our EP release. And then the day of our EP release, like we, our first headlining show, uh, Wilshire, the guitar player, he nearly died. Like he got some like spontaneous illness in his testicles. And um that almost killed him uh it's not a it's not an ongoing illness i also want to point out um he is alive alive uh he his his balls are fine he's alive um and the promoters uh didn't believe us (laughs) and we had to send a photo of all of us in the room in hazmat suits in quarantine while he was quarantined in the hospital in niagara falls (laughs) holding our cd (laughs) 
Um, and then we went to the like we went to the show, except for Wilshire because he was in the hospital. Uh, and then I think, and then I think we like called it quits. Like the next show, we're like had people constantly like, "Are you ever going to actually record your EP? When's it going to come out?" Because I think it took a long time for five songs and we called it long awaited and we broke up right after <laughs> <laughs> i i really liked you guys style would you would you ever consider getting back together for like a show or two no 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 i eh? no. um call it quits calls a day yeah well we had a joke because there was a misprint on the first shirt we did where <laughs> it was supposed to be it was supposed to have 2020 uh, 2013 in roman numerals and it got misprinted to 2023 so one, I don't think we're going to get out of COVID in time. And two, um, we just, that it won't happen. Uh, yeah, we're not, it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's funny. Um, yeah, let's get into some, let's get into some not just a phase stuff. So you've yeah. been doing not just a phase. You get, you and Rob kind of started this like what, late last year or early this year? Uh, almost exactly a year ago. I think, I think um, mid January is when we had our first inter- first interview. We uh, we would have definitely been in the works talking about it at this point, um, but our first interview was with uh, my friend uh, David Norman, who runs Zegama Beach Records uh, out in uh, Nanaimo, as well as David, with his last name doesn't matter, doesn't need last name, uh, uh, who is in a really awesome band called Crowning, um, and he was also in Pregnancy Pact. If any. Screamo nerds know them, <clears throat> but uh, they both run uh, Zegma Beach. Uh, but they were the first one we did. And yeah, we were, uh, Rob and I, we, he, he hit me up when I was still living in Niagara because he found I Buried Your Flowers on this um, blog spot called Sophie's Floorboard, which um, <clears throat> if anyone knows about Sophie's Floorboard, that's like, that's like how you get into screamo now like that's how i got into like like hundreds of like obscure screamo bands that's how like everyone that was in i buried your flowers did and when we got put on there that was like my like that was like my emmy moment i was like holy shit like i'm like now on this collective of what got me into the genre so i that was the most fucking crazy thing in my life um and uh that's how rob found us and he I can't remember how he slid into my DMs, but he didn't even know that we were from Niagara and he didn't even like, it was just like, it just so happened that like, he's like, wait, you're, you were in I buried and that whole thing. And then it came to me about starting a podcast and I was so, so hesitant on doing it. I was like, I don't, I don't listen. People don't give a shit. I don't, I don't like podcasts. I don't listen to podcasts. Like I listen, I skim through most. I start one. I don't finish them. Um, my attention span is the size of a cracked pistachio. Like I just, uh, <laughs> I, I, so I was, I wasn't, I wasn't interested in it. And uh, he just kept nagging me to do it. <laughs> uh, and eventually I caved and uh, it's been going incredibly well since and it gets better and better. Like we've, we have some really, really cool and interesting things that we're looking forward to in the new year that like is, um, Rob promised me not to tell because we haven't announced it through not just a phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries. But um, as much as I want to talk about it, uh, but there's some cool stuff that I didn't think we'd get to do and that we are getting to do now. So cool. Yeah, you know what? The, the um, it's an appropriate time to plug uh 
I've also got some big and exciting news coming up for the new year. Yep. So I, I love to hear that, you know, podcast and I, I it's Rob and I are always talking and uh, you know, sometimes we have the same guests and him and I are always like, well, there's room for both podcasts. Like we're a very different podcast this is very, uh, you know, screw you guys are very screamo oriented. Yeah. Whereas mine's is just kind of just like, tell me all the silly stories you have. Like, like it's just as, 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 as silly as we could get on here. Yeah, exactly. And like the way I look at it is like we're we're just supporting like what we both do is we're supporting bands, right? Like that, and that's all I care about. I just want the bands to be supported. I want people to find these bands. Like if I if we're interviewing them, I think they're sick. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna tell I, like it's it's we've been hit up by bands. Um I'm not gonna obviously not gonna name drop anyone that we listen to and it's like we're we're good. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I want to support bands that we all like, and for the most part, every band that hits us up, we're like, this is fucking awesome. Um, we 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 got sent uh some really weird stuff once. Something that I almost thought was a joke. Like <laughs> it was like some weird like just moaning over like speed metal, like literal moaning over like speed metal. I was like, this can't be real. Um, Hellbent's primitive hits. <laughs> <laughs> fuck <laughs> but yeah it's nice to have, i think it's nice to have the two shows because they are definitely two different things uh and two different energies um and uh for the most part two different genres and uh it's nice to support yeah and like you know what growing up and like you could probably attest to this like when you're in a high school band and like people never reached out to you to do like interviews and stuff like that so it's not i want to give bands opportunities to feel important because like I never had those opportunities growing up. And like, this is a, this is a quote that we always said on the, on the episode with uh, KW, but a, a rising tide floats all boats. So like, you know, the, if, if a band's on both of our podcasts, great. That's just a bigger soapbox for them to get uh, more reach. And that's essentially at the end of the day, what we're both here for. Exactly. Cause like, if I, I couldn't tell you how many times when I was in like middle school and high school that I sit in front of the mirror and like practice interviewing for bands that I never had, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's nice to actually give people that are just start, just starting out or just like kind of getting their bearings as a band and uh, getting them to like giving that, um, them the opportunity to do that. How many episodes are you guys at? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess because we've done it, I think we've managed to successfully do one a week unless there was like some ridiculous stuff. Uh Oh, it doesn't tell you on Spotify. I don't know. I think we're probably around like 40 to 50. Nice. Our our most recent episode was pretty cool. We got to, how do we get back to Zoom? We just got to interview um, this really cool band uh, called Anxious. They have like m- members of like One Step Closer. Um, and uh, they, they're they dropping a new album. It's, it's, they're, they're really good. They're really good at what they do. And we got to do it with, like I wasn't on the episode, Rob. Uh, had that one and uh it was with discovered magazine as well which is really cool we got to work with a magazine so yeah i think we're on somewhere in the 40 to 50 range now who's who's the coolest guest you got to talk to or that like the one that you got most excited about at least the one i was the most excited about the cancer bats episode that we both did i was super excited about that one um and but the one I think turned out the best and I'm happiest with uh would be the to be the episode I did with Eve from To Be Gentle. Um Eve and I we just had a really good chat uh that 
like we had our regular kind of uh basic questions that we do on the show but for the most part even i had a really good like heart-to-heart conversation on the show about uh some like 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 some like heavy stuff uh that i was not expecting to have and i and even i like talk frequently that we're pretty good uh friends now from it and i'm really happy with how that turned out so i even though that wasn't the one i was most excited for it ended up being the one that once we finished the conversation i was most excited to put out yeah that's awesome that's good to hear it's sorry what band was that from eve from who uh, to be gentle they're an amazing screamo band from i believe oregon um they have been around for a while uh not like forever but when I buried your flowers was the most act as uh, most active. Uh, I know they were popping up and um, like I found them through Sophie's floorboard and uh, yeah. Uh, so what got you into heavy music growing up? Probably Lincoln park. Uh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. Like, but it, it, so when I, when I was a kid, I grew up with my dad listening to, rush mainly uh but it was always like uh for for anyone in the niagara region would know these radio stations 97.7 hits fm and 102.1 the edge as well as 103.3 the edge which was uh buffalo uh just over the border that's Uh, right and so i would hear a lot of stuff and i can't remember what specifically got me to deep dive into bands like lincoln park and three days grace Cause that was definitely what got me into like hard rock. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it wasn't like that got me into corn, which got me into like Deftones. That wasn't my trajectory. And it wasn't really the class. Like what? Cause we asked this question on the, on our show as well, where we asked what got you into it. And Tony Hawk is a, probably the most common answer we get, but that wasn't, that wasn't mine. Um, I never had a Tony Hawk game until I was like in high school. Actually. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I was really, like that. uh, but for me, I somehow got into blink One Eighty Two. um, or some 41 one of them at first and that mm-hmm. sent me down that and then it kind of just moved on from there then it got me into um like bands that like warp tour because I, I started finding like youtube videos of blink 22 performing a warp tour and then it was like what the fuck's warp tour and i looked up set lineups and that's how i got into a lot of that mm-hmm. uh and then i got um a friend of ours took us to took me to my first show to see like a very like hot topic warp tour band uh it wasn't my first show but it was my first like local show um because i'd gone to i'd gone to a warp tour at that point i think i'd gone to scene fest at that point um but uh then that's when i got into local music and that's when i found like cool heavy music and it kind of just moved on from there and your taste kind of your palate kind of refines with everyone you meet every band you play with and everything you kind of get open up to but yeah honestly just probably YouTube videos of Lincoln park and blink 22 is what got me into heavy music. Yeah. And a similar, like I, I had a very similar like uh, trajectory where like, like I heard Alexis on fire and like, I was like, okay, that's screaming music, but I was really obsessed with some 41, some 41 really. And especially the record. Does this look infected was like, this was like a heavy metal record, but it still was like pop punk. And like, it was something I had never heard before. And then obviously you get into the slip knots and then eventually, yeah, eventually if it doesn't have screaming in it, I don't want to hear it. You know, <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, so what have been some of your favorite Ontario bands within the last year or so? What's caught your attention? Last year. Um, ooh, uh, Josh from Cothra just sent me 
Ultra Love. Um, they are from Ottawa, and they're like this really cool three-piece screamo kind of like post-rock screamo band that really caught my attention. Um, they like I that and that's literally like within the last week uh, I found them. I was like, oh my god, like so good. So them, Kothra is super incredible. Um, uh, who else? Respire. Um, I don't think it came out the last year, but I think it was maybe 2020 when it came out. Or, but they put an album called The Black Line. That's a really good, like if you if you like um got like post-rock, like Godspeed You Black Emperor, very orchestral rock music, without it being like let me rewrite, let's just go back to post-rock. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Screamo or like kind of like a black metal uh tinge to it it's really really cool stuff um oh and rd yeah reality night fucking clowns (laughs) that's great awesome lastly before we get into some anecdotes um growing up um did you ever mess around with like tarot cards and like occultic shit like that uh not tarot cards i i may have like made my own ouija board uh and i always i always grew up um it's funny you ask that i've always been a huge fan of horror movies uh growing up like half my tattoos are all based off some kind of like supernatural like at least inspiration like like i have a ouija planchette a lot of like kind of like afterlife stuff and like stuff like that like not like i've got i got the reaper and all that (laughs) but just weird occult stuff um but and i always loved go me and my friends would always love going to like like haunted tunnels and like like break like haunted house like literally like sneaking into haunted houses and like haunted like forts like like niagara forts and stuff um so i was super into that stuff uh why do you why do you ask this interesting question well i just you like i can't remember why i remember hearing that about you but like i remember like knowing that you were really influenced growing up with like like uh like witchcraft and whatnot yeah my mom is wiccan oh that's right that's it that's yeah, it. That, yeah my mom is wiccan so that that must be like an interesting influence growing up yes and no it's it's definitely not as predominant as i think people that have a like a, a come from like uh christian uh background and stuff like that where they're going to church because like it's nothing like that the only real uh memory i have of any like uh outwardly um, I don't know if, I don't, yeah, religious, like kind of like a religious um, event with my mom being Wiccan was around the time my little sister um, was born or, or shortly after. Um, there was this event that they had uh, with like family friends um, and they did some uh, kind of ceremony thing. Uh, I, I was pretty young when it happened, if, if I remember correctly. There was, they kind of like were speaking to, um the sentinels of the east and west is kind of a line i remember hearing uh i i don't know much about um wiccan uh i don't know much about it but uh i just remember that that's kind of like the only moment cool so like i imagine you've gone to like the blue ghost tunnel oh yeah yeah i have so many memories there like I, I like to the point that me and my friends that would just be like what do you want to do today and because we were like at the time like too young to go to the bar i'd be like blue ghost <laughs> just <laughs> trespass and going to hunt a tunnel as a way to kill time once a week 
you ever do any like weird seances there? No. Um, but I do recall uh, one time walking down the tunnel and if anyone from the Niagara region that has ever gone down it understands that like there's tea light candles. Like it's, it's just like a very, it's like movie like spooky. Um, it's just so classically haunted tunnel. Um, <laughs> and there's tea light candles that are just like all along the sides of it. And halfway through there's a pentagram just like draw, like just spray painted on it. That's something like some kid did, but I shit you not no word of a lie. Me and two friends of mine. So the three of us are walking and as soon as we pass it, all of our flashlights like died out the moment like we passed it. And I was like, that's just like, that's not cool. That's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Do you think you've ever seen a ghost? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Tell us about it. Um, so there's two stories. It was when I was working at uh my first job, which was a Dollarama. Um, and I was working overnight shifts, midnights, uh, just doing like stock. Like we were I always have to clarify this because everyone's like, Dollarama is open at midnight. No, it's not. Uh, that'd be the most stupid shit. Uh, <laughs> I was just stocking shelves because um, it was the worst job in my life. And uh, it was at the Fairview Mall in St. Catharines, which is the most depressing place in the world. Um, it it's like it's it's like where pe- like souls go to die. Um, and uh, it's old, though. It's super old. And the basement of the Dollarama is where they kept all the overstock and everything. And um, so I'm down there and uh, there's a crawl space that is super sus, like not safe, <laughs> absolute health code violations. I called the labor board on the Dollarama after I quit. It was like, fuck you all. Cause they were like, tell the labor board if they ever show up, we don't have a key to it. And I'm like, fuck you guys. <laughs> and that's what they kept all the shelves and stuff. There's no working lights. And it was, it was just like really spooky. Like if you've ever played the game, um, Slender, like the Slenderman game, you know how like every building is just so like caved in and just like, that's what it looked like. inside. <laughs> um, and uh, the crawl space door though was so heavy it it could not be you have if it's going to be open it has to be propped open it slams shut like it's impossible not to without propping it and i remember walk getting out of it or grabbing the shells i needed and it slams and then i'm like kind of beside it grabbing like tupperware bins or whatever the fuck i was stalking and i hear, hear my name and i thought it was my coworker. and i looked to my right and the thing is no one's there, but the door is wide open without being propped open. And I'm just like, that's some, <laughs> that's some shit. And I thought that like my coworkers like found, like we always like kind of pranked each other, <clears throat> found it a way to um, fuck with it. And so I'm like running around the basement trying to catch them before they can run away from me thinking they just did that. And I'm like, where the fuck are they? And I go upstairs and I had to go to the furthest aisle and they're both there, like on their knees, like stocking shelves. I'm like, I tell them, I'm like, what the fuck? I tell them, and they like both went flush white. And um, I was just like, oh, that's not good. Um, and then another time at Dollarama, this one is where I actually like fucking saw something. Um, I was, the, the candy aisle was, if you're looking to, if you're to, you can see in your peripheral vision the mall gates. And this is at like 2 33 in the morning. And I'm stalking a chocolate bar or some shit. And I just see in the corner of my eye, um, like a girl run past in the mall and my mind is like oh it's just a janitor's daughter not like processing why the fuck is a janitor's like eight-year-old kid or younger here at three in the morning but that was my mind you know and but like 
20 minutes later, um, cops are knocking on the Dollarama entrance door asking if we had seen anyone. I was like, uh, why? Because, yeah, I saw, I'm pretty sure, yeah, I just saw that girl. And I'm like, okay, that's not good. Basically, a janitor saw this girl in the um, bowling alley staircase, um, which is locked as a private business. So he, the janitor obviously can't get in, but it's all glass. And you can see this girl just standing there. And he, uh, yeah, he quit the next day because there was no, they couldn't find a girl in there or nothing. And he, he quit the next day. And I was just like, that's so fucked up. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's like, that was, that was the most fucking spooky thing. Yeah. Time to do some research. Wonder if any, uh, you know, children have died at the Fairview. Probably. (laughs) Place is terrible. (laughs) It's boring. It's boring as hell. Died of boredom. Once they got rid of that tornado machine, like it was <laughs> the, terrible. the hurricane simulator. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, it was all downhill from there.
Awesome. Let's get into some Bannock dance. So tell me some of the wildest stories you have from being in a band, whether it's on the road or in the studio, anything in between. Any wild anecdote you have? Well, I remember, um, I hope my mom's not listening because this definitely involves taking drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Mom, Um, if you're listening, skip about uh, 15 minutes. It was just Shroom's mom is natural. Um, (laughs) So it was when uh, I was filling in on bass for hell uh, for head rush and i was on tour with uh, hellbent <clears throat> it was at the end of the tour and uh <laughs> we were coming back from i can't remember the last show was in ottawa or montreal and um we were coming back and we put we were stopping in some somewhere in the middle of nowhere on the way back and uh we stopped this dirty dirty motel i don't know what town we were in and uh i took some shrooms and I remember uh, the guitar, the guitarist wanted to set off fireworks <laughs> and just being because it was like they were like they were still in high school, like they were younger. And there's our first tour. They're like, end of tour, let's have fireworks. They, they thought it was like small fireworks. They were like, hell yeah, let's do it. I'm mushrooms, Let's go. And I I thought they were I took way less than I did. And I took way more than I than <laughs> I planned. And uh, we're walking down the street and. Uh, I remember uh, Connor and um, the guitar player wanted to, they jumped the fence because they found a field. And I'm like, I'm wearing like fucking super skinny jeans, man. I'm on shrooms. I'm not jumping, jumping no fucking like metal fence. <laughs> so I'm walking like side by side along the fence with them. I'm on the roadside and we get to the gate and thank fucking God I didn't jump the fence and we didn't set them off because it was like name of town's like mental health facility. And it was like, so we almost fell off fireworks at like two in the morning in front of like, uh, like a fucking like mental health facility. And we were like, oh, we're the, we are so bad. <laughs> so we like, okay, let's go find somewhere else, set, set them off. And we see there's a lake and we're following it. And I ended up in someone's backyard and I thought I was in the Shire. And then we get to the lake and we saw the fireworks and it was the loudest and like largest fireworks ever and we bolt back to the motel like we are bolting we're like oh no we get into the motel room and matt uh didn't come with us to do this he was sleeping and he's on the bed having a night terror and i'm on shrooms he's having a night terror and the tv is on it's like uh it's like that motel tv like if you remember in fight club that like that motel the hotel tv at the end we're all like welcome it was like that or it was like a tim horns camp thing and all these kids faces are just melting and i'm like and, and that's having a night terror i'm like what the fuck is there's just so much chaos happening literally i was just like i've entered the twilight zone like everything wrong is happening <laughs> time to time to hide under the sheets yeah that was definitely uh yeah that was a bad and then i had to sleep on the floor and it, yeah it was bad you just sleep bad. on the floor because <laughs> <laughs> when we when we play when we got to one of the shows i it, i sleepwalked my way into the only bed from the house we were staying at so i was like so i lost my bed privileges because i instantly i just literally was like hey guys and walked right upstairs these people i just met's house <laughs> went straight into bed <laughs> Oh my god, that's amazing! I think we stayed with the guys from uh, Child of Pain. Oh, nice! And that's where you slept, Walk? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
that's great. I bet you they thought they were just like, this guy's just making himself comfy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's funny because I came downstairs. I just saw the, the other three guys just all on the same couch. <laughs> so I'm like, I think I was like the second smallest dude in the band. I took like the double bed. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny, man. That's yeah. great. That's great. Yeah. yeah. So that's good. Or like, uh, uh, all the funny stories, you end up being, <laughs> you're there. Like, I'm like, also thinking like, the Halloween show that you, that you guys put on uh, in uh, uh, Kyle's basement. Um, that was a fucking wild show. That was a wild show. That was an unhinged show. You guys did a really rad cover of uh, Electric Funeral by Black Sabbath. Yeah, I still think that's the best song we did, like, put out <laughs> was a cover. And uh, you had theatrics to it. Uh, your vocalist ripped off, like, I mean, a fake bat. I should clarify, yeah. a fake bat. He ripped off a, a bat's head and then spat it out, like, just straight up Aussie style. That was awesome. It was, yeah, that was pretty sick. And that was when we started kind of incorporating me doing some vocals, too. So it was kind of fun to get to, because, like, if anyone's seen me play, I launch myself over my drums half the time. Like, I'm definitely, like, a spider monk. I'm, like... Like, you know, like Edward and Twilight was like, hang on tight, spider monkey. That's like, <laughs> that's I just, you. I've been watching Twilight. <laughs> um, uh, that's me. Uh, and uh, so it's, it's fun to be able to also do vocals. And then we definitely incorporated that a lot in I Buried. Uh, but yeah, we have that's when that started happening. So I got to really throw myself. And then I remember when that bat got it, the fake bat got the head ripped off. Um, our friend Michael, he threw it in the air and hit it with a baseball bat in a crowd of people. And it exploded and it was fucking awesome. <laughs> and like, I just remember it was like, it was like, it was like almost like it was choreographed because it went in the air. He hit it and it exploded and then a mosh pit. Sorry, like the moment. It was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> that was Dolinsky who did that. We could talk about Dolinsky. I've, I've, we've talk, yeah. I've, I've talked with him before. He's like, yeah, I don't care if you mention my name. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great show. Yeah, the ceiling literally collapsed. And I remember holding it up in place like that for people that, yeah, like literally I'm just holding a ceiling up as people are circle pitting around me. And then this dude dresses a wizard that no one knows. Like no one knows this guy. Came out of nowhere like a toolbox and just nailed it back up and disappeared. Like literally a dude dressed as a wizard that no one fucking knew. (laughs) I think uh, uh, Dylan broke his nose that that show. (laughs) Oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just oh, every, yeah. everybody was going ham. It was a wild, wild show. Yeah, like that. That was a really cool house show where, like, yeah, we just invited everyone into our jam space. We said, like, wear a costume. We really wanted everyone to wear a costume. That was really important to us. We're yeah. like, you have to pay more money if you if you're not wearing a costume. I yeah. think I think you got in the show for free if you were wearing a costume. Uh, yeah, I think you guys were like five or 10 bucks of no costume free yeah 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 and then like so many friends came out and like even friends of mine who don't really attend shows were like we had nothing to do tonight and we wanted to dress up so this was awesome we put together yeah that was a great time yeah the amount of people that packed in that basement and the yard was insane it was was trent's basement uh uh trent's uh, and Trent's mom was so cool about everything. She was like, like any parent would be like, what the hell is going on? And uh, Shelly, shout outs to Shelly. She was uh, 
she's just so calm and collected. Like, do you need anything? It's like, if anyone needed any water or anything, Back a condom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That was great. Yeah. That's great. Any yeah. more anecdotes? Yeah. There was, there was this fucking, there was this one time I remember, uh, when I was, when I was recording, I think I, when I think, I think when I buried your flowers was recording, um, we recorded twice, um, the same album twice. Uh, so we spent a lot of time there. Um, and I remember at one point <clears throat> Davis wanted to, uh, uh, sorry, I'm having a brain fart, <laughs> wanted to reorganize his studio. He wanted to move his console room somewhere else. And this whole thing is like, you doing anything tonight and i was like no i'm free tonight so hung out <clears throat> and uh i this school that he was recording in was i believe abandoned at the time for asbestos and like i had friends that went to that school when it was a school um <laughs> and i found myself in the ceiling of like crawling through the ceilings rewiring the studio <laughs> and like up until like three in the morning and then we realized we didn't have there, none of the restaurants nearby because it was in the middle of nowhere were open so we had no food he had no food in the studio because D- davis um uh if anyone's recorded with him understands that he keeps maybe if you're lucky half a tub of peanut butter in in there he didn't have that he had almond milk and two cigarettes so that's what t- got us through the night was almond milk and two, and two cigarettes and it was just disgusting um yeah that was always funny i'm just thinking back on crawl like crawling through a ceiling rewiring shit (laughs) (laughs) so dumb but yeah there's like a lot of shows i could think of that were like goofy and it's like the funniest stuff happened like my mom giving me an edible on my first show with head rush and then being like the most stoned of my entire life uh for my first show with them no second show because i had to fill in the day of for their my first show with them went with uh ancient shapes that's right but the first show that i was supposed to play with them so i guess the second show it was at a i think it was like a festival in collingwood <clears throat> and i was so blitzed <laughs> i like i i didn't even like you know when like memory like time just kind of like is fading in and out when you're that stone that's how so i was i was like this is not good <laughs> <laughs> um, What's your go-to gas station snack? Go to dude, 7-Eleven taquitos. Oh, ah. that's changed. That's changed. Um, because if I get the taquitos, I, I always get the jalapeno and cream cheese, but that 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 literally plows through me like a bullet. <laughs> um, so I moved on. Uh, my my boss uh, told me about the 7-Eleven chicken sandwiches for five bucks. And when you're when you're a little bit low on funds, like right before payday, that thing hits like so hard 7-eleven chicken sandwich with the spicy mayo nice nice and do they still have the microwave that you can use to heat it up no they, they have they, they actually have the no you just have to eat it cold now <laughs> um, uh no they, they they're they're like already warm oh nice the oh, no. oh dude shout out to 7-eleven we i love so <laughs> that shit goes so hard and it treats our toilets so terribly <laughs> so if um either i buried your flowers or monologues was at the stage or like same level as metallica what mm. would be your rock star dream writer what's in the uh writer yeah what's in the green room waiting for you definitely like red bull 
Nice. Uh, yeah, definitely like sugar-free Red Bull. Um, pizza. I, I, I'm disgusting. Like, it's not like I'm like, oh, yeah, I want – I've heard like a band's riders being like, I want apples and, and this. I'm like, I'm disgusting. I, I would take a Domino's pizza uh, with the creamy garlic dip, um, some Red Bull, and like – like like a couple PBRs, probably. Nothing nothing crazy. Nothing I'm not crazy. Greedy. I'm, not a greedy, I'm not a greedy man. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm <just> you're, gross. <laughs> you're really into like all those IPAs and like super like micro brews, eh? Yeah, yeah. I like them like to ha- to like have like when I'm relaxed. But if I'm like out like at a party, like I'm not gonna drink all that shit. Like that's just like I don't know. Unless, like, there's a few that I would, like, pick up. But for the most part, like, I would just rather drink something that I can just pound back. Um, because too much of, like, those heavy beers, I'm just going to feel sick and gross and have a way worse hangover. Um, but, yeah, no, I definitely am into, into all that stuff, like, working at breweries and, uh, you know, uh, pursuing an education in brewing and all that jazz. If you were a beer, what would you be? probably like those like sour barrel aged ones that just taste like cheese um but mostly only <laughs> because of my current state because i haven't showered in three days <laughs> right on the, the dalton the dalton brew what would you be what would i be i would probably be um not an ipa that's for sure yeah you're not bitter you're a good you're a good man <laughs> Probably on the <laughs> like the more sweeter side, um, yeah. and uh, probably pretty light to be honest. Even I though I am not light myself, <laughs> I would uh, I would probably be a light beer. Yeah, I guess you'd be like a, like a cerveza. They, that perfect. That's right. You, you just, there you you just go. get that energy of just like you know. Hanging out on the beach, drinking some, some like some Coronas with the with the lime. Yeah, that energy, man. Like you give me beach vibes. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. What uh, what are your top five artists of all time? Of all time. That's a really fucked question. Um, yeah, man. Or what are you listening to like right now? If you can't list five, we can list three. I'll name. I'll I'll try to name five bands. I don't know if they're all time, but definitely ones that I listen to a lot. Um. Mm-hmm. I mean, Alex on Fire is definitely one. Uh, definitely be one of them. Uh, there's this amazing, amazing band that I've definitely told, like I know you, I've told you about. We've talked about them before, and I know like a lot of my friends know that I love them. But they're called Portrayal of Guilt. Um, they're this amazing black and screamo band from Texas, um, and uh, they just make the coolest, heaviest music. Their art direction's sick. They just, they put out like three records this year. Uh, their newest one's called Christ Fucker. Like, come on, that's just fucking insane. That's so yeah. sick. Sinner got to play a show with them. Yeah, and that was awesome. Like, going to go, like, yeah, it was you. It was Sinner, uh, Respire, Portrayal of Guilt. I remember mm-hmm. that show. It was awesome. Um, yeah, that was a really cool show. That was fun. Um, who else am I listening to a lot of? Uh, Slow Dive, I'd probably put as, like, a, a all-time. Uh, and... Deftones up there. Um, 
I'm just becoming like it. My music taste is becoming e boy shit. Smashing <laughs> 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 pumpkins, slow dive, deftones. <laughs> uh, it's a hard one because I, I honestly, man, like I listen to so much music now. Um, like I was. I was talking to uh, Ryan, who who's in I Buried Your Flowers, uh, and a really cool band that everyone should go and listen to called Honest Living. Um, if you like emo music, that that was like back when we were in high school. Go listen to Honest Living; they were sick. Um, and we we were kind of just like going on about how, with the ease of finding new music now, it's almost like I've drowned out so much music that I listen to that i'm like sometimes i'm like oh my god how did i forget about this like band that i've seen four times um oh converge and cursed would definitely be on that list too and you're travis barker's a huge influence for you isn't he he was for sure when i was first growing up um like my i my first and will always be my biggest influence as a drummer is neil pert like i remember the moment i saw uh neil pert like when i saw rush live and saw neil pert drums i'm like yeah that's that's what i'm doing uh and i still i i his book uh well one of his books called um ghost rider travels from the healing road is one of my favorite books it's really sad um really incredible and introspective book and about uh he, he lost pretty much his whole family and just went on the road and disappeared from rush and it's great because, because i think he mentions rush less than four five times in that book and it's not even like a whole bit it's like alex or getty from rush uh it gets, I love that he hardly brings it up. It's not even, it's a, not a music book. It's a, it's a, it's a healing book. It's amazing. Um, and I was crushed when he died. Uh, there's a, I have a photo, not, I don't know where it is. I'll find it for you. It was when I was like 10 or 11 years old of me playing on the uh, Chromie kit, which is his kit that he used on the uh, Caress of Steel record. Wow. Uh, they brought it to Lakeside Park, uh, Port Luzi, and I got to play on it there. It was really cool. Uh, but then when I got into Blink, Travis Barker was absolutely like a huge, I, you know, like I modeled my drums after him, like the flat cymbals and I broke my cymbals all the time and which I had no, uh, no business doing as someone who had, had no job aside from a paper route at the time. Um, but now I, 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 musicians that inspire me now, um, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of just, I see like bands like audio trees. I'm like, fuck that drummer's really good. Like uh, portrayal of guilt drummer in like is absolutely nuts. Um, so if there's any current like inspiration, I'd say him, but yeah, Travis Barker was a, to answer your question. Yeah. Travis Barker was at one point a, a huge influence to me. <laughs> so now that you're out in BC, you're doing a lot more like snowboarding and stuff and skiing, right? Or is it snowboarding or skiing? Like what are you snowboarding. doing? Skiing snowboarding. Is, is, snowboarding's cooler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The skiing is like rollerblading. To, yeah exactly to skateboarding <laughs> yeah. um you're cutting me off today fuck them <laughs> so did you ever snowboard when you were back here in ontario like i know there's only really blue mountain but like um yeah once i was in high school and we took a school trip to um holiday valley in uh just over the border and i hated it i fucking hated it i was so upset and i didn't want to do it ever again um and then i where I live in BC is a resort town. Like it's, it's not as developed as Whistler, but it's pretty much same, same idea. Um, and I had, I moved here one because friends of mine uh, have been moving here over the years. Um, 
and it was just my in to move out west like it was just i got the opportunity I was like i'm taking it um it was it had nothing to do with the fact that there was a ski resort and then i was like okay once i saw how much fucking snow falls here like we just got i think 40 centimeters overnight <laughs> and it's still more coming <clears throat> um wow. and that and like i like snow now <laughs> like i actually enjoy i see snow I'm like yes it's not an inconvenience also because i don't have a car right now so that's <laughs> <laughs> it's coming from a place of privilege to say I'm not inconvenienced by snow. <laughs> um, but man, like going up there at like in the top of the, of a, like an actual mountain looking around and you, all you see is just more mountain ranges putting in like headphones, listening to power trip and just like fucking sending it down the most vertical mountain in North America um, is like the craziest feeling like just such an adrenaline rush it's crazy so how often are you getting out now that you live out there i go at least twice a week now wow <clears throat> yeah i spent a pretty penny of debt <laughs> to get a season's <laughs> pass uh but it's good yeah that's good that's awesome well you know what dalton i think we'll uh i think we'll end it there thank you so yeah. much for taking the time to do this with me thanks for having me man it's really good it's fun to be on this side of the of a of a podcast isn't it it's always fun to like approach an interview where you don't necessarily have to you know you get to prepare a couple stories but uh otherwise you're just answering uh questions right yeah yeah it's, it's a nice feeling not to have to come come prepared yeah. <laughs> it's the worst part it's like oh i'm interviewing this band fuck what do i talk about <laughs> <laughs> so uh where can all the listeners find all the social medias and if there's anything else you have left to plug or give a shout outs to now would be your time yeah, uh, so you can find everything that I'm doing on not just a phase. Uh, I th- predominantly, we use Instagram, um, which has our link tree uh, to all of our socials. Like you can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, um, RS, like all the RS, RSS, RS yeah. is RuneScape, RSS um, <laughs> on, uh, for streaming. And then we do have a Twitter that I check, I use irregularly where i just shit post and don't even talk about the show i literally just say the stupid shit that comes to my brain when i'm stoned at two in the morning um i'm just trying to get famous like eve six on that uh <laughs> so you can find us there uh you can find uh i buried your flowers we just we just got recently put onto spotify um so maybe in 10 years we'll get t- 20 cents um <laughs> But yeah, you can find us on Spotify now and Apple Music and Bandcamp and Sophie's Floorboard. Um, I think that's all I do. (laughs) Right on, right on. So we're going to end the show with I Buried Your Flowers with Fix You. Take it easy, Dalton. You too, man. Cheers.
there you have it, folks. That was my conversation with Dalton Cooger of I Buried Your Flowers. And not just a phase podcast. Good times. We had great times. We got the show started off with a bird in the bush usually has a friend in there with him. And in the middle, you heard Love is When You Leave, which is the title of the I Buried Your Flowers EP. And then we ended the show with Fix Your Heart because mine's already broken. And broken is uh, like less than three. Like if, if you're a MySpace guy, you would know exactly what that means. <laughs> it's already broken. It's less than three. Less than slash three. There we go. It's broken. Yeah. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, review. Follow us on your Instagram. Follow us on your podcast apps. You know. Do all that fun jazz. Keep your eyes out. I got some really cool stuff in the works for the podcast. Um, yeah, yeah. We got lots of cool guests coming up this week. We just the show's just growing bigger and bigger. So uh, I really appreciate all your support and uh, keep supporting. I appreciate it. All right, I'm out of here. Take it easy, folks.